This episode of Comics Relaunch will contain spoilers for the topics that are mentioned. On today's show, on this grand episode of Comics Relaunch, recorded on the 14th of March, the Inhumans have been cast, and nobody knows who they are. Marvel is finally bringing back the X-Men in full force, and we also discuss the Marvel Universe in a general fashion, what's good, what's bad, and what's plain old madness in this Marvel-heavy episode of Comics Relaunched. Hello everybody, it's Comics Relaunched. This is a weird episode because this actually might have no technical issues like last episode. Could you hear it last episode? Because you probably couldn't. You could hear me. Oh yeah, <laughs> you hey. could hear me. Hear you. Heavily like, hear me. You're like a town yeah. crier, you could hear you. You're better, I, I was going through it the other day just uh, for reference purposes. Yeah. And uh, you, you were better in the second half. I noticed that. For some that. bizarre reason. Yeah, but... it, it was a really weird option of how my my mic just suddenly became better. But we're Problem not using that one. We're using different... Well, I'm using a different mic again. So am I, actually, this time. I'm using a... <clears throat> Still using a room mic. I really need to sort something else out. But <clears throat> that's a conversation for a different day. Yeah. Um, Direct got, mic. Oh, currently. we haven't introduced ourselves. <laughs> if you're already two, on the... two shows in a row. Oh, I was gonna say if you're already on the feed, then you know you already know well, yeah. these two clowns of Aaron Fowler and Jake Archer. Yes, but I suppose yeah, for first-time listeners, you know, dulcet tones of Aaron on oh. this side. Jake's the one who calls us in. I'm the one who calls us in now. Yeah, I've got magic. I've got magic powers now. Um. There's a few things, a few things before we jump in. Uh, we have a secondary show now. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> a YouTube exclusive. Okay. For now. Uh, it's called Tales from the Long Box. Okay. Which I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm quite proud of that name. Yeah, that's a good title. Um, essentially, it's just once a week. I'm just going to, because me and Aaron can only really do this twice uh, every two weeks. Um... It's just anything that pops up that I want to talk about. I'll just sit down. I'll record a little thing myself, just talking about it. Uh, we've got two episodes so far. The first one is all about who is the Clark Kent uh, from the DC Rebirth, which if you uh, <clears throat> will also revisit in a later episode when the crossover's uh, done. And the second one was a Logan review. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute as well. Uh, not to the same detail. but um, So yeah, that's happening. That's fun. I've been quite enjoying doing that. Um, the Twitter feed's been pretty slack this week, but that's because I haven't been very well. I've been feeling a bit rough, and I've been quite busy as well. <clears throat> but so we're only actually going to have like last week's news, and then a little bit of this week's news, just for where I actually paid attention. Well, did much happen this <laughs> week? Because not a lot. The only thing I think that's worth noting from the last few days is that apparently Matthew Vaughan, who directed Kingsman and X Men First Class, is tapped to direct Man of Steel 2. I think that's, like, the only big thing. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, do we need a Man of Steel 2, really? Um, 
We had an <coughs> Iron Man too, so yeah, sure. <laughs> we had an Iron Man three as well. Yeah, you know, that film is that. Uh, anyway, um, so as we always start these shows, we start with what have we been? And that's just I did some air quotation marks and then remembered that I'm not on video. Uh, <laughs> Good. Stuff. So yeah, what have we been reading? What have we been watching? What have we been playing? What have we been listening to? If you ever want to talk about that. We've What's really been this. going down? Uh, we're not going to talk about Marvel stuff, because that's coming at the end of the show. We're going to have a bit of a discussion about what's going on in Marvel in a minute. Um, what about DC? What's been coming from DC? Anything good from your way? Um, well, the Superman crossover, I've got to bring oh, up. bloody brilliant. It is incredible. It's so good. And Mixy, Mixy's Pillick. Mixy's Pillick, man. Love Mixes Pillick. <laughs> so, I'm not a big Superman fan. I actually, since the introduction of Rebirth, I've not read a Superman book at all. Oh, so good. And I decided that this would be an interesting jumping on point, because it looked like an intriguing, very short crossover, just between Action Comics yeah, and so Superman. Yeah, it only, only takes a month. Yeah. This is why I'm loving DC at the minute. <laughs> Don't have to really go into much. And it's... A very emotional for someone. For everyone who keeps going, oh, there's not much you can do with the boy in blue. Oh, there is so weird. much you can do, especially when you play on the whole. Oh yeah, we re re uh, restored the universe, kind of. Mm. It's going to get weird now. So here's some more weird. And if you want weird, mix your pillow. Yeah, <laughs> something in mixy to make it all weird. It's uh. Oh. Have you have you actually have you got round to reading the action comics issue yet? No, I still haven't got it. I know what happens was, in it. Yeah, because there was the short order wasn't there this week. Yeah, from it, so. Oh, it's so good. The first issue was brilliant, and then the second issue was just like the the main story. of The second issue was okay, but the backup, the Paul Dini, Paul Dini, one of the greatest, one of my favorite writers of all time. Writing a Mixes Pitlick backup story. What could you? What else could you ask for? What else could you ask for? I'm hoping there's a little bit more to it though. That it's not just all mixy. I would, I would love it to be our, our conspiracy theory of it's the introduction of Superboy Prime. But that's just me be being cool. a Superboy fanboy. He's got to be. He's got to be. They've got to be talking about him. They've oh got yeah. To be. Because if they're bringing all these things back. It makes sense to bring back characters. Like, think of the loads of characters that are missing, right? So bring back Connor, McGann, yeah. uh, Jay, Jay Garrick and the Justice Society. Oh, sure. Miss Marsh has been missing for years <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. The Legion are coming back. So they've got all these things coming back. So why not bring back Superboy Prime and Connor and McGann? And why not do Young Justice? I know we've got Titans. Or put them in the Titans. Well we, know, well, we know that Young Justice <laughs> are getting their season three, so I'm wondering if they're kind of holding <sighs> off until season three kind of drops and then they'll make a new Young yeah. Justice. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. It, <clears throat> could you... Oh, I just want to see Wally West. I, I want Wally West in more books. That's all I want. <laughs> well, Wally, Wally West Sr. Yeah, I want him... I, it's kind of disappointing that he's gone back to being young again. Young-ish. Because he's the same age as Nightwing. 
which Fox, is really unclear unclear what age he actually is at the minute. I think Nightwing's supposed to be 25 to 30. I think he's supposed to be my age. Because mm. Batman, I think, is supposed to be about 35. Yeah, so that makes... Which doesn't make sense at all in the actual continuity. <laughs> oh, no. But, you know... Then again, when they did New 52, they, and they actually oh. gave, here is the timeline of everything that's happened to Batman. And it's in five years, by the way. So he broke yeah. his back, got good, and then went nuts in five well, years. The thing is, DC has always really cared about continuity, right? Until now. They just, they've stopped caring. Yeah. They're just like, oh yeah, that happened. Like, if you actually look into and I talked to them a bit on this on my Tales from the Longbox about who is Clark Kent. When I, was bringing, I brought up Bizarro. And I was talking about the continuity of modern Bizarro. Like, first he was a clone, then he just sort of appeared again, and now he's fighting with Red Hood? Okay. <laughs> I, I think it all comes down to writers and then the characters themselves. Certain characters, mm. their continuity has been kept. Like, one of them, one of the groups has been kept consistently throughout his New 52. Again, it makes sense because of Jeff John's massive dedication to it, is the Green Lanterns. Oh, yeah. Everything that's happened to the Lanterns has never had an event affect them outside mm. of their books. So, Rebirth happened, everything that's happening from the New 52 is still going on. Yeah. And it, I think it's the only book in the entire franchise of DC that never was affected by any of these. It wasn't affected by any event that happened in New 52 and Rebirth. I'm trying yeah, to. There's a, there's a few, like. Side books that no one cares about and didn't do anything, like Lobo, the original Blue Beetle, the New 52 Blue Beetle run, stuff like that. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like for a big name character, yeah, it's like it's like Thor over at Marvel. How none of Jason Jason Aaron's tied into one event. It is true. Yeah, <laughs> Thor's just kind of been. Well, we've had like galaxy, like universe resettings and stuff. Yeah. Don't care if Thor's still going. And it's the best thing that Marvel's doing. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, I'm from DC. I caught up on Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For Greg Rucker, it's pretty mediocre. Yeah. Um, they've done a few things, brought a few things back from pre-52. There's, um, I've forgotten his name, the Minotaur dude. He used oh. to be a chef. Um, pass. Ah, I've forgotten his name. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he's back. Uh, but yeah, the stuff of Cheetah and that, it's just not very interesting. Um, Cheetah's not a very <clears throat> interesting villain. No, no, she's not. She can be. Not when she's that extended. Right well, no, well, but she's not even a villain at the minute, that's the problem. Yeah, she's been extended she's, so much, it's just, what's the point hmm. anymore? Max Landis did a good job with Cheetah. It is an American alien thing. Yeah. She was pre-Cheetah. Good doctor with Barbara Minerva, or whatever her name is. Um... I've been reading. I've been reading a lot of Marvel this week, but obviously, like I said, we're going to talk about that later. Um, well, well, why don't we move on to watching? Because well, I got a few other things for reading. You got a few things reading? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, I mean, I I've been trying to keep up because again, we've got the hype of the Justice League films and and all their stuff, and the Power Ranger films and stuff. So, the Justice League Power Ranger crossover mm. continues to happen. Honest, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> This is going to be intriguing. I prefer this version of the Justice League to the current... Oh, yeah, the current Justice League book is trash. It is absolute trash. 
Well, I think you would actually like this Justice League team a lot more as well because it's, John, the actual, it? it's the TV show one. So you have John Stewart as Green Lantern. It's, it's Cyborg there, though. He is, but only in passing. Oh. I hate Cyborg. <laughs> uh, what else? No, I I, he's probably one of my least favourite DC characters, Cyborg. It's just so boring. He looks so ridiculous in the new film in the work as well. I oh, just yeah, yeah. spindle legs. Yeah. How does he stand? <laughs> but I think one of my greatest things and big shout out to Darren for Oh yeah, our friend Darren. Yeah. Who works at Basbo's. Go down and see him, Basbo and Truro. Uh so one of my minor like kind of comic book things I've wanted to own is being the first appearance of my favourite Green Lantern Kyle Rayner yes I know he's one of the most hated mm. um, <laughs> ah, he's, he's pretty lo- I, he's probably more popular than Guy I think he is now yeah, yeah. after everything happened you forget he's, he's the same he's the, he's the Green Lantern that was in in the Justice League at the same time as Wally West and Tara Babel and all of that yeah Grand Morrison Justice League stuff so he's probably pretty high up there. I think last I checked, he might have been fourth. Loved. <laughs> but I think at the time it was John was first because of the TV show. So it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Anyway, his first appearance isn't one of those ones like a 1950s. It's 1994. And we've said a few times that the 90s comic book stuff is garbage. That era for DC was okay. Yeah. Well... After not much looking, it, honestly, it was a couple flip throughs. <laughs> the first appearance of him is a story arc called Emerald Twilight, which is infamous among Green Lantern fans as it's got one of the most infamous covers. Is it Emerald Twilight or is Emerald Knife? Emerald Twilight. Oh, no, it is, is Emerald Twilight. Emerald yeah. Twilight is its name. Yeah, I thought it be- Emerald Knife, sorry. It begins with the destruction of Coast City, which drives Hal Jordan to become Parallax. I would say spoilers, but I mean, it's 1994. Yeah. The fallout of the whole knows, thing's happened. Yeah, everybody knows Green Lantern was parallax. Yeah. So Not everybody you... knows that Carl Rayner was parallax. But... Um, well, I suppose if you're not a big, big Green Lantern fan, if you only yeah. just like kind of glossed over one of the greatest story arcs they've ever had, then yeah, sure, you won't know. <laughs> but anyway, so it starts with this destruction of Coast City and kind of goes through how Jordan single-handedly destroying the core by taking every single member's ring and wearing it oh, on his yeah, head. he's mental. Um, but the first, I love this because it's just like the first appearance of Kyle Rayner is one of the ones of you had. If you don't know Kyle, you have no clue who this character is. In 1994, <laughs> when this book came out, you would have no clue as to why the last page of your book you have a guy in his underwear with his girlfriend in her underwear looking up at the stars in a canyon as hell goes off to our. No clue who this guy is. Three issues later, here's your new Green Lantern. Mm. It's mind-boggling. Issue 51 is where he finally dons the uh, uniform properly. And at the end of that issue, he he, uh, transforms it into his very 90s uniform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I believe (laughs) the issue with Kyle is that he... (sighs) He was a product of the 90s. He was was such a product. His uniforms have always been very indicative of the era that they were in. Mm. How's is kind yeah, of like, like his white his white lantern costume is so 2010s. It is, <laughs> and his ion his ion um, outfit before um, 
Infinite Crisis and stuff, it's very early 2000s. It's oh, white yeah. with green and sparkles. Like, oh, God. While everyone else kind of gets like a very simple, modernistic look, no matter when, Kyle... Do you know what character is the best for costume? Go on. It's the Flash. It never changes. <laughs> no, the only it's one like who's got a, a few lines. Like, yeah. occasionally gets a few lines on his costume. It, it. <laughs> was, it was weird that the New 52 one tried to make armour for him, but then again yeah, they tried to armour everybody. Yeah. Oh, well, they also wow. claimed that everyone was wearing sneakers, so that was a bit of a weird one as well. Mm. He is. But no. So, Green Lantern was fun. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> quite nice to now own it alongside the first appearance of the Teen Titans, so... Mm. I collect well, the, the weird... the mo- modern age Teen Titans, isn't it? Not the original, original Teen Titans from, like, 1960-whatever. No, but the <laughs> the first team to officially have the name the new the, of the new Teen Titans, which is the, yeah. where everyone actually gave a crap. Yeah, the, the your Titans, you know, the Raven, Beast yeah. Boy, Starfire... I suppose by characters, it's the first Marvel. appearance of Starfire and Raven. Yeah. I think it might be the first appearance of Beast Boy as well. I'll double-check it. Might be. Uh, yeah, so, watching... We've had two massive films come out in the last two weeks. Yes. Uh, so, Logan. Um, well, and we should specify that you've not seen either of them. No, I haven't. <laughs> so, yeah, Logan came out. And, uh, like I said, you go watch my... Um, uh, or listen to my uh, show about that. Because I get very emotional about it. Because this film is absolutely brilliant. It is so good. And it makes me happy that the best thing about the film was X-23. Um, <clears throat> I won't go into too much, because obviously I've got my episode. But the other yeah. film was Kong Skull Island. See, now, uh, I'm on a film course. Yeah, For those of go. you who don't know. And I posted it on Facebook that I absolutely adored this film. And someone on my film course went, Oh my god, it's pants, it's awful. And I don't know what he was expecting... I don't know if he was expecting to come in and get this great piece of art. This it's film a monster is just movie. is Kong punching things. Yeah, it's a monster movie with some character moments interjected in the middle. <laughs> if you're expecting some moving piece about like how we subjugate animals, you're in the wrong film, hombre. Oh, this is Disney. King Kong doing his stuff. You've got three, well, four uh, massive action set pieces with Kong, and all yeah. of them are awesome. Of course they are. Samuel Jackson plays a brilliant villain in it. Um, Tom Hiddleston, this is probably my favourite Tom Hiddleston role, because he's not the usual pretty boy Tom Hiddleston. He's a bit more rough around the edges, a bit more hardened. John Goodman's brilliant, as always. Um, John C. Riley steals the film. John C. Riley is brilliant in it. Uh, Brie Larson's brilliant. Thomas Mann, who is me from Me, Ellen, the Dying Girl, is Greg from Me, Ellen, the Dying Girl, is brilliant in it. It's just fun. It's so much fun. It's the most fun I've had in a film in a long time. It starts a bit iffy, and the dialogue at the beginning is really, really bad. But it really picks up, and it's a lot of fun. So everybody go out there, and make sure you stay for the after credit scene, because it's very, very exciting. And me and my friend were very, very excited. Because there's a lot of teases of what's to come. See, I because as we've already, because I can't, I can. This is technically a spoiler, but they announced it. There is going to be a Godzilla vs King Kong movie. They announced it before Skull Island was even finished. Yeah, and obviously you've got Godzilla two coming out in a couple of years. 
Yes, you do. And then, obviously, it'll be, move into that. But, like, yeah, they don't just tease Godzilla. They tease everything. If you're a monster movie fan. It's one of those ones, this is a tough one for me, because I'm a massive monster movie fan. But you like the Japanese one. <laughs> no, I do. Uh, the, well, to be honest, there's only two American ones, which yeah. has been the one we don't talk about, the 97 the, one. The Matthew Broderick one. Oh. Yeah. And then you've got... The 2014 uh, one, which is not a bad film. It's not bad at all. It's not great. But it's it's good. It's a good film. It's it's, it's a bit more serious than uh, Kong. Kong's yeah, a bit more fun. Well, that's the weirdest thing. We're in a we're in a world right now where we have the Americans doing a pretty decent monster movie with Godzilla, mm. and we've got Japan Kill. doing a very interesting take on Godzilla with Shin Godzilla. Mm. Which is quite mixed, to be honest, because it's one of those ones of they killed him off at the very end. You don't, know, yeah, they killed him off in the original Godzilla. He still came back. Well, no, in this one he's actually <laughs> now like a statue in the middle of Tokyo. Ah, come on, they'll find a way. Well, there's he stuff like growing off him. Apparently, he keeps evolving. It's a, it's a very weird thing. I've not seen it yet. I'd like to, I'd like to see it. Though. However, I did see something in Asda when I was around there today, which was for five pound on DVD. It was King Kong versus Godzilla, the original nineteen sixty-three. Oh, I was so tempted <laughs> so to get bad, it. Bad, but I love it. it I'm so, so tempted to get it. But what drives me? This is one of those ones which is it. It kind of shows I'm a bit of a monster movie snob. Well, Toho snob. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was just the American release. It wasn't the American and the Japanese release. No. And the American release is really, really bad. Well, it's, it's, way, it's cut, isn't it, to way more suit King Kong because well, the, he's American. The <laughs> rumor was, and this was a very a lovely rumor back in the day, was that the the film had three endings: the the Japanese ending where King uh, Godzilla wins and King Kong is killed, the American one where King Kong dies, and then like the rest of the world was what the actual film ending was, which was it was a draw, no one won. Yeah. They just kind of both the found the ocean. Captain America, Batman situation. <laughs> yeah. They kind of found the ocean, no one knows what happened. So, for years, it was, well, for decades, it was thought, oh, there's these two missing endings. No, there never was. You wish there was, but no. It was just that the American release was heavily, like, recut and overdubbed, and it wasn't... A... As with most films, when they come from overseas to America and they need to be overdubbed, it's a pile of... Bad. It's just a pile of crap by the end of it. I, as like, I can be quite snobby with my films, but usually I'm not too bad. For a film student, I'm not too bad. Um, but I do judge anyone that watches a dub of a film. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the only reason why. For five even in, pounds, even in anime, I can't. I can't. I'd rather watch the Japanese version with subtitles. Yeah, even though it doesn't really better. make a difference. But <clears throat> in some cases, it does. It does. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those intriguing ones. But before I, before we move on to what I've been playing, I just want to leave you with this. Skull uh, Godzilla and Kong Skull Island are made by Legendary Pictures. Yes. Who is Guillermo del Toro's uh, company? That almost made that also made Pacific Rim. Yeah, it's. And Guillermo del Toro has said about that he kind of wants to cross them over. <laughs> If How he great does. would that be? King Kong versus Gypsy Danger versus Godzilla, and Mothra comes in, and Rodan's there, and King Ghidorah comes in, no. and then King Kong rides Mothra. Oh, I believe... Oh, no, no. 
this would be this would be the oh Del Toro would be an absolute genius if he, does if he does the crossover. But the only reason he does the crossover for Pacific Rim is he kills the franchise because they make Mecha Godzilla from Pacific Rim stuff. <gasps> Del Toro, do it, do it. Unfortunately, that's where the show will have to be cut off this time, as uh, due to one unforeseen technical difficulty during editing. The rest of the show, which was a long episode, got corrupted. So, for this one, I'm afraid we have to cut there. There is no hodgepodge I can do on this case. But thank you for listening to this very, very short version of our show. Uh, If you want to give us any comments or anything like that, uh, check on the Facebook page and the Twitter. And hopefully we'll be able to give you something a little bit more in the next week or so, just to kind of tide you over for what is essentially more of March's nonsense... Well, for just the spring and 2017's nonsensical crap that is technical issues for our show. But anyway, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time.